does the buyer or consumer in this case really care if you're the foremost subject matter expert or do they just want an answer? Do they just want somebody to tell them what they want to know? Be the one who's willing to tell them what they want to know. Be willing to be the voice of trust. Ready to spend 15 minutes with the experts you admire? Need strategy sessions from thought leaders brought directly to your ears? Welcome to the Sprocket Talk 15-Minute Strategy Podcast, where every week George B. Thomas uncovers the challenges that sales, marketing, and service professionals face. And of course, the strategies to help them overcome their biggest hurdles. So sit back and set your sights on growth with these bite-sized conversations filled with pure strategy gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast. Hey, Sprocketeers, it's your boy, George B. Thomas, and we're back with another episode of the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast, and I'm super excited because, well, I am digitally sitting next to my boy, Zachy B., Zach Basner. And Zach, before we dive into sales and video and getting all sorts of nerdy together for the next 15 minutes, why don't you explain to the Sprocket Talk viewers and listeners who you are, what you do, and where you do it? So, yeah, my name's Zach. I work for a company called Impact. Uh, we're a digital sales and marketing company. We help companies get better results with traffic leads and sales. We specialize in consulting and training, which means that we help companies become the masters of their own destiny with their sales and marketing programs, which is u- unique in the space, but it has afforded me the opportunity to work with uh, a lot of businesses, mainly around their video strategy, how they're leveraging video and sales, how they're leveraging video for marketing purposes. Uh, and it's taken me down a journey of you know, helping organizations hire videographers, train those videographers, and get on to really be the, the best visual educators in their space. And it's been a cool journey because I get to look back on these clients and they did the work, they did the stuff, they feel differently about it. And I just happen to be a part of that journey with them. And so I think I have the best job in the world. Yeah, Zachy B, let's call it what it is. You are able to be a catalyst to help them get to a place where they're trying to go. And you know, it's a little trivial pursuit note here I'll give you on the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast. Zach and I were doing video before video was cool. The first video we ever created was back many, many, many moons ago for a church and a youth service that we were creating. And boy, was it kind of crazy and kind of ugly, but kind of cool at the same time. And it's it has been fun to watch Zach at your journey in teaching people video, my journey teaching people video and everything that's been going on. But you've been really honing in on this area of sales, leveraging video. And I don't want to call it a tactic or a strategy, but I want you to talk about, maybe unpack why it's important, why now, why sales, why video? Yeah. So why are we having the conversation now where we weren't having the sales video conversation, you know, just five years ago, right? So uh, I want to walk you through a, a scenario, which we all been in before and and how we react now as buyers, as consumers. You walk into a a hardware store or an electronic store or something, you're standing there, you're trying to figure out what you need. You're looking at all these products and then this person comes up to you, you know, they're wearing that bright polo and they say one simple thing to you. Hey, can I help you? What's our reaction in that moment when they ask us this simple, can I help you? Well, typically it sounds something like, oh, you know, I'm just browsing. Uh, I'll come find you if I need you. And then the funny thing is you can never find them when you need them. I'm not sure why that happens. But this is a scenario we've all been in before. So the question is, why do we react that way in that situation? We weren't taught that in school. Our parents didn't teach us, hey, if someone comes up to you and tries to help you in a retail environment, tell them to buzz off. That is something that we learned because we've been pitched. We've been pressured. We've been sold to, and it could have only happened to us one time, but that one time changed the way that we looked at salespeople. And so where does video come into this? Well, video is the only type of content that allows these prospects to see us, 
to hear us and know us before we see, hear, and know them. And therefore start to build this, this great thing that we call trust. And the more we can do to break down this barrier, this natural guard that we know comes up with our prospects and customers, if we can use video to break that down, well, then we're well on our way to building trust and it changes the outcome of the sales conversations that we have. It's funny because when I hear you tell the story, which it's a great story, by the way, when I personally have had those moments, it's because I inherently don't feel, and I don't mean in like a weird way, but I don't feel safe. Like, I don't know if I can get away from that person wearing that nice smock or whatever they're wearing, you know, it's brightly colored. Here's the thing though. I agree with you. The video is like, yeah, they can get to know us. But here's the thing, and I want you to dive into, do you feel like salespeople can still jack it up with video? Meaning if you're pitching wearing your smock in a brick and mortar and you just take and you try to rinse and repeat that and pitch on video, what do you feel the results are? And maybe along with that, what are some things that the sales reps can do as they start to create these videos that allow the consumer to know, like, and trust them and not feel unsafe? Because in this world, in the digital world, when they start to feel unsafe, it's super easy. I hit the stop button. I hit the close tab. So talk us through the mindset, the digital shift of communication that needs to happen when they embrace this. Yeah. So of course, if you say there's incredible opportunity to build trust with video, you, you also have to accept that there's also incredible opportunity to break trust at the same time, right? The stakes are high. So if you think about the intention behind this, if, if you really want to be a business, if you believe you're, you're in the business of trust, as we all are, and you really want to have a great relationship with prospects and you want them to trust you and you want them to have less objections and all these things and have this great relationship, then, you know, the fruits and you, your uh, behavior aren't mutually exclusive. Your behavior is going to lead to the fruit. You can't just want the fruit and it's just going to happen. So, you know, I'll, I'll steal something from you, George, which is we have to be helpful. We have to be human, right? So if we really, if we, if we take a look at video and how it can create this opportunity for us, then we have to figure out what that means we're going to have to do. That means we're going to have to obsess over the way that the buyers think and we're going to have to adjust to that. You know, I, I paint that picture of that scenario because we have to understand that, yeah, there is going to be a guard up there. And so our role is to break that barrier down. So, so how do you do that? Well, you figure out what are their fears? What are their worries? What are their concerns? What can I do now to alleviate that problem for them and earn that trust? And as, as far as the way you do that, it happens inside your head before it comes out of your mouth, right? You have to make a conscious decision that I get it. I'm in the business of trust. I'm not going to let anything stand in the way of me earning that trust. And if you really think to yourself, like, what does a really trustworthy company in my space really look like? What does a trustworthy salesperson in my space look like? What do they do? What do they say? What do they think? How do they act? And then you have to take steps towards becoming that. If you want to be a leading and trusted authority in the space, if you want to be a leading and trusted salesperson at your organization, you have to think, well, what does someone like that actually do? Mm, I love that. You have to become trustworthy. You have to map your actions, your personality, things that you do to laying that road work to kind of get that way. Zach, I'm super interested when, when you finally get your moral compass, if you will, and you're like, hey, I'm going to be a good salesperson and be the, you know, the good side of the force instead of the dark side of the force. What are some things that inherently you've seen that have helped salespeople that they should have in the videos or maybe a cadence of things in a way that they would do that 
so that they're delivering something that the consumer, the prospect, the lead actually enjoys and wants more of versus feeling like they're buying the entire cow for like 20 minutes the first video out. Enjoying this podcast? Make sure you show the love. Go to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Help us become the strongest strategy podcast on the internet. Get access to hidden episodes and bonus content. Head over to sprockettalk.com forward slash strategy. Yeah, so the, the tangible things that you might actually say and do. It really just comes down to having a willingness to discuss the things that no one else is willing to discuss. So those are things like not just talking about all the things that are great with your company or with your product or with your service or with your people, but also talking about the cons. Being willing to say when you're not a great fit for someone or when you're not, when a product might not be a great option. You know, this is your budget line. You might want to go with something else if you're looking for this type of outcome. But being the one who's willing to say, you know what, we're not for everyone. This product isn't for everyone, but you might be a really great fit if you fit these criteria. But oftentimes, as sales folks, we want to help. I believe that we do have good intentions. We want to help. We want to, we want to serve as many people as we can, and we want people to buy our stuff. But we only focus on the good, and we oftentimes don't talk about the bad. The times it would be a bad fit. The times you wouldn't be a, a great fit for something. And so we want to discuss pros and cons, good and bad. These are things that will help that guard come down as well. Being willing to say, you know what, this might not be a good fit for you if, and not only will the guard come down in many cases, but when people are a great fit, you build the relationship much stronger. It's funny. I hear you're saying be trustworthy. And then now I hear, uh, and be honest, no matter if it pays the bills or not. Those are two huge things. I think if you can find the third layer in there, and that is being empathetic and actually coming at the conversation like you've walked a mile in their moccasins from their perspective instead of yours, those two things become very easy. Zach, I am curious though, the people who are listening to this, they're watching this or like, I want to be trustworthy. Check. Uh, yep. I'm an honest guy or gal. Check. You know, what's the next thing like technically that now, how do I create this personalized one-to-one -one video? How do I create this value add? How do I be a trustworthy and honest person and get it in front of people? Well, how do you like to get them started if they're just fresh, brand new? Yeah. So, so two things. And there's really, there's a produced side of video in the, in the more one-off, you know, one-to-one -one personalized video side of this. And, and the first thing I'll mention on the produced side, is there's something that we found that's been incredibly lucrative and incredibly impactful to the sales process before you even get into it. And that's a type of video that we call the 80% video. And the 80% video comes from a, a simple philosophy. If you look at your first sales appointment or your first meeting, your first contact that you have with prospects or when they first become aware of your product, and you think to yourself, what are the major questions that they always have? What are the major things that they're always concerned about before they get to us? You take those top five to 10 questions and address them individually, but also in one major video that we call the 80% video. So now you say, what, what would be the result of that, Zach? If you have this video that you could send to somebody before you have your first sales appointment, because you know that's when those questions are going to come up, a few things are gonna happen. One, you're gonna improve the quality of that conversation because you're spending less time answering the same old questions and more time determining fit, easing concerns, easing worries in that first sales appointment. You're also gonna shorten it because since you're spending less time answering the same old questions, it's gonna be a shorter meeting. And also, if that's a shorter meeting, that means the whole entire sales cycle is now shorter. If you ask any business owner or salesperson, would you prefer to have a shorter sales cycle? Uh, about 100% about are going to say, yes, Zach, we'd love that. So this 80% video for us and teaching companies to do this has been one of the most effective types of videos that you can make that will immediately make a difference in revenue. There's a lot of videos that they take time to actually see any, any fruit from them. This is one you can use immediately, and it solves a lot of problems for, for sales, not to mention 
if you're the person who's in that video and you're the person that is meeting with them, now they've had the opportunity to see, hear, and know you. So that's the produce side. And the other side is this one-to-one -one personalized video side. Again, this is something that we weren't talking about five years ago because in order to do this, it would be a very lengthy process. You'd have to pull out your camera, pull out your, pull out your phone, record the video, upload it somewhere, drop it in an email, about 15 steps and it took a long time. Now the technology is here to make it very, very easy for us to do. And the biggest and most effective way to build trust with this one-to-one -one personalized communication, besides the fact that they can see here and know you, is to start providing value. What are, what are the things that you can communicate and assign to them? We, we teach a process called assignment selling, which is essentially educating and informing a consumer before they have that appointment because a more informed, more educated consumer pokes less holes, they're more comfortable, they're more trusting, it, it expites everything, it's good, it's a win-win for everybody. But one-to-one -one allows you to say things like, hey, we've got our meeting scheduled for next Friday and I need you to do something for me. I have a small piece of homework that I need you to be sure and do before we meet. And so I'm attaching this six-page guide to buying a new dishwasher. Let's just say I'm, I'm selling dishwasher. To buying a dishwasher. Now it's going to answer a lot of questions I know you have right now, like what's the least or most serviced dishwashers? How much do these things cost? What are the major problems with major brands? These are all things that I know you're worried about right now, and I don't want you to make any mistakes. Please, please make sure you check this out before we meet. And your ability to, to assign and prompt somebody to take action in video it's a lot easier to do than with text. So that's what one-to-one -one really can do in a lot of sales conversations. Zach, as a closing question, because you said something in that produced side of it that was very mm -hmm. interesting and you kind of glossed over it of like, uh, and if you happen to be the one in this video, talk to the folks who are listening and watching this, the importance of your desire to want to be part of your produced sales videos and even be part of what might be the marketing videos moving forward as a sales professional, your face, your voice, your brand, what say you? I think I know why you asked me this question because there is resistance in many cases to wanting to be on camera, which is totally natural. The, the biggest thing is that with video, it, this is just communication. If you've been in sales for any amount of time, you're probably a good communicator. The issue becomes where uh, I think when people think, okay, I'm going to be on camera. This is going to be a, a piece of my communication that is there and anybody can access it at any time. The, the fear of the unknown starts to set in. The imposter syndrome starts to set in. And we judge ourselves very hard. And we think that the world is out to judge us and what we say and how we act and what we do and what we look like. But in reality, our objective is not to be great on camera. Our objective must be that we need to be as helpful as we can. This is a big thing of the imposter syndrome. If you were to sit somebody down and say, are you the foremost expert in the world to talk about this thing? Well, first of all, maybe not, but how would we know? We wouldn't know. There's no way to really prove that, but does it matter? Does the buyer or consumer in this case really care if you're the foremost subject matter expert or do they just want an answer? Do they just want somebody to tell them what they want to know? Be the one who's willing to tell them what they want to know. Be willing to be the voice of trust because I'm telling you, the stories that I hear about the relationships that are, that are built because they've been able to see somebody beforehand, they treat you now like you're a celebrity. They treat you now like you are the foremost subject matter expert in the world because they had the opportunity to see you first. Zach, this has been great. So if people have questions, the viewers that listen, the Sprocketeers have questions on one-to-one -one video, the produced video, how they can get involved, maybe the technical side of this, where do you want to send them? Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of content on our site at Impact, impactbnd.com. We have a lot of really great uh, pillar content as well. So we go really deep on this video stuff, a great place 
you know, check out our YouTube channel, Film School for Marketers. We have a Facebook group, Film, Film School for Marketers. It's exclusive, exclusive to uh, in-house video professionals. Great place to drop questions. And then, you know, you can always hit me up on LinkedIn. Uh, but if you have one-to-one -one video questions, I mean, hit up your boy, George B. Thomas. He's got a lot of nah, great stuff too. That's funny. All right. Well, Sparketeers, here's the thing. Focus on a business of trust. Focus on being honest. Focus on hitting that record button and adding value into the world. And we'll see you on the next episode. Did you enjoy this episode of the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast? We'd love to know. Leave a rating and written review wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And keep that learning going by visiting sprockettalk.com. Sign up for your free membership. And in that membership area, you can find bundled episodes where we combine like strategies to help you grow better, make the world better, and share this episode with your friends and coworkers who may be battling the same obstacle. And you can always reach out to George B. Thomas on Twitter with questions or guest suggestions or just to talk about your favorite Marvel superhero. Now go out into the world and leverage this strategy for your success. And we'll see you in the next episode of the 15-Minute Strategy Podcast.